Welcome everybody to Zeta Global Radio. I am your host, Lainey Savante Walken. Thank you so much for being here today. Such a beautiful story, one of heartfelt sadness, one of heroics, one that will touch all of you, regardless of your background, your culture, whether you're in Mexico, whether you're in the Isles of Trinidad, whether you're in Arkansas. The world is a very interesting place, and it's true that crime did not just start now. We've always had conflict. We've always had heroism. We've had the good, the bad, and the ugly. I think that's all part of why we're here on this planet, to experience and to learn and to understand the world around us and how we play a part in it. And nearly 50 years ago today, Primitivo Garcia had an experience that allowed him to see what he was made of, allowed him to see what he participated in and how that one moment, that one moment, that choice in time affected himself, his family, his community, and now 50 years later, still uh, attracting interest still affecting the masses, and now future generations get to learn about the legendary heroics of Primitivo Garcia. And I am so pleased, so excited to share with you today, the the person joining me is Primitivo Garcia's uh, niece. Please welcome to the show, Monica Garcia Sainz. She is an extraordinary being, amazing graphic designer. I have the privilege of knowing her here in Southwest Florida. And when she told me and Howard this story one day, you could have heard a pin drop in our studio. And I knew without question we had to be of service and get the word out about this extraordinary celebration happening next week. So welcome to the show, Monica Garcia And Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I very much appreciate the opportunity to share Thievel's story. His name is Primitivo Garcia, but we call him Thievel for short. And he has been definitely a guiding light and an inspiration in my life. And he has inspired many, many other people. It's a a beautiful, tragic, heartwarming um, story that I really believe needs to be shared. And I really believe, um, I'm just excited to be able to contribute and to share the legacy and to inspire other people to be heroes in life. And during this uh, 50th anniversary, all of my family and many, many other people in Kansas City are preparing right now. We have a big celebration coming up. And thank you, Lainey, for the opportunity to share a story. Absolutely. And I just want to, before we get into the true story of what really happened, Why don't we give people a little bit of background on you and how you are kind of carrying the mantle in continuing this. And with you having a background in radio, it's just really wonderful. So we're going to just sail through this interview and really share with the audience um, an experience that obviously touched you personally, but again, 50 years later is still continuing to affect the masses in his name. So give us a little bit of background on you 
and then we will get into the story. Okay, so it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting twist and turn of events that um, has brought me to where I am today. And, you know, I, I think about it and I get chills because my parents moved to Kansas City um, right after they were given uh, automatic green cards uh, after Primitivo died. He was, my grandmother was approached by, um, I want to say the governor, the mayor in Kansas City, and, and she was asked, somebody of importance asked her, how can we compensate the loss of your son? And she said, I have one son that is not here with us. He's still in Mexico. That was my father, Roberto Garcia. And my father and mother and all my older siblings uh, got automatic green cards and within months um, were, were, you know, relocated to Kansas City, Missouri. My parents didn't really have any plans to move to the States. My father had a bakery. They had a business. They, they had a home. They were doing well. Um, and, you know, they, they left everything. And my mother says that she did it because she really wanted her children to have a better life, a better opportunity than, you know, what, what they had in Mexico. And so fast forward to 1969, and that's when I'm born in Kansas City, Missouri. And um, uh, I, I have beautiful memories of Kansas City and definitely always saw his picture hanging in the living room wall. And we didn't really talk too much about Primitivo growing up um, because it was too hard for my grandmother. It was a story that was there and it was told, but we, we, we didn't really ask too many questions and we didn't really discuss it too much. It was just, it was just a very painful topic for everyone. So it took years for me to dig up the, 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 the story and get all the details. But um, I was born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri, and I did uh, spend some time at a uh, radio station there. Uh, uh, it was NPR, uh, 90.1 FM, I want to say uh, KKFI was a, uh, the radio station I had a, the Spanish Love Hour, La Hora del Amor con Monica Garcia. Uh, it's funny to, to hear that now. But, yeah, I had a passion for it, and I read poetry and did Spanish uh, music and some English music and read poetry in Spanish and English. And it was a really fun time. It was, it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. 25 years ago, I want to say, because I haven't lived in Kansas City for, for a very long time. Um, but I ended up in Southwest Florida as, you know, fate would have it. And now I have my own business. I'm a graphic designer. I am a web designer and I'm a writer. And I did, um, a few years back, write a hero story. Um, it's kind of an interesting story. I have to go back a little bit to tell you that when I first walked through the, the the hallway of the Primitivo Garcia school, and I'm sure we'll get into those details, I just felt in my heart that I had to do something to share his legacy. And mm-hmm. it, it was just part of my life mission was to share his story. And so, you know, somebody sent me an email, and I don't believe in coincidence. It was definitely synchronicity. 
Um, I received an email last call for stories on the Chicken Soup for the Latino Soul book. And I said, okay, here's your chance. You're either going to publish or stop calling yourself a writer. And, um, and I submitted my story. Um, and there was, I'm sure, thousands of them that got submitted, and only about 100 were selected. And a hero story, the story of uh, the legacy of Primitivo Garcia, was selected, and I was honored. I was definitely honored, and I have since felt the need and the calling in my heart to do more. So my goal is to write a full-length book, a children's book, but for now I'm just grateful to be able to be here with you sharing people's story. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for sharing some history because people come on and uh, they don't really get a chance to share who they are um, because of representing the subject matter. In this case, it's La Familia, so it was important we established your connection to this as well and who you are and understand that a lot of this background in, in the story that we'll get into today has shaped your life as well in many different ways. And so thank you for sharing who you are. I think we're going to wait and take a break before we get into the true story of what happened uh, 50 years ago. And I'm very excited to share with people because I think that we're in a state of uh, crisis now on the planet. Uh, with the advent of social media, we are getting so accustomed and almost benign and jaded and maybe dulled of our senses of hearing something of of an atrocity um, from what we're hearing to you know the shootings and the fires and you know you, you could just name everything out there and it's really um hard on our senses but when you go back and look through time and now I see that even more being here in the south there's just been horrific atrocities happening on the planet for a very long time so when we can honor something that comes out of tragedy it's always being able to take the negative and do a positive don't you agree I agree I think that it's important to recognize that Yes, the history in humanity is filled with difficult, challenging, painful, and yes, sometimes very tragic events. But likewise, history is filled with heroes um, and people that do step up to the plate and do make the right choice and do do the right thing. And this is an opportunity for us to take a look at ourselves and say, you know, who am I and what would I do in that situation? That is what people's story, I think, means to me, is just taking a closer look and at ourselves and saying, you know, recognizing that we all have a hero within us. We just have to allow that hero to emerge. And it could be something simple as, you know, bullying or, or, you know, an injustice that we witness to, you know, saving a, per- saving a person's life, helping a person up, giving a person a ride. No doubt. Well, why don't we do this? We'll take a quick break. Please listen and enjoy our wonderful, wonderful Zeta Global Radio sponsors and advertisers. And when we come back, we'll get right into the story of Primitivo Garcia. You're listening to Zeta Global Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome to the Natural Awakenings New Mexico November issue. 
This month we address how to live diabetes-free and preventing and reversing it naturally. The benefits of a silent retreat. Be set free fast, a four-day intensive breakthrough. One-minute exercises can change your life. Lisa Rankin shares a cure for fear. For guidance on marketing your business in a cost-efficient way to reach thousands of readers, please email publisher at naturalawakeningsnnm.com or call Andrea at 505-999-1319. Welcome back to ZGR. You are listening to Lainey Savante Wilkin here with Primitivo Garcia's niece, Monica Garcia Sainz. Am I saying it correctly? Is it Sainz or how do I say your last name? It's Sainz. Monica Garcia Sainz. Sainz. Okay, great. Well, here we go. We've spent the first segment talking about you and teasing a little bit or introducing the idea of something happened nearly 50 years ago and something is in the works for next weekend as a 50th anniversary celebration in Kansas City. So let's identify, let's explore, let's share the story of, and you call him TiVo, that's his nickname? TiVo, yes. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and share with our audience the story that has led us to where we are 50 years later today. So Primitivo and his uh, family slowly migrated from uh, Camargo, Chihuahua, Mexico, uh, which is in the state of Chihuahua. Primitivo was actually born on August 29, 1943, and... Um, they had migrated to Kansas City, and it started with an aunt, and then after that, you know, someone else came over, and then someone else followed, and by 1967, most of the family was already residing in, in, in Kansas City, and Primitivo and his younger brother, Alfredo, were taking English classes at Westport High School there in inner city, Kansas City, Missouri. And their English teacher was Margaret Kinderman. And it was a cold November night of uh, November 15th, 1967, coming out of English classes. Um, they were taking night, night school English classes. And uh, his primitive goal was to... Uh, get his citizenship and he was working as a shipping clerk at a you know a local uh, warehouse and uh, he together with his siblings were saving money to buy his mother a home he had plans to um, get married he was engaged he loved to paint um, he loved to sing. He was just a beautiful, all-around beautiful person. And this fateful night, he is coming out of English classes, waiting for his bus. He actually had to take two buses to get to the school. Um, wow. But it was very important for him to, you know, to, to be successful. He really wanted to be somebody. So he takes two buses to, to, to get to school after working all day. And after class, he's waiting for his bus, and Margaret gets attacked by a uh, a gang of kids. And, you know, they're 13 to 15. I think the oldest might have been 18. Wow. Kids. Really kids. They were kids. And, um, you know, 1967 was a very racial era. 
Um, yes. You know, you're coming out of the civil rights. So, you know, she is a white uh, a pregnant woman. She's five months pregnant. And Primitivo and Alfredo are, you know, Mexican immigrants. And um, this gang of kids were, were black kids. And um, fortunately for her, um, they witnessed it. They heard her scream. They took her purse. They taunted her. They called her names. They threw the purse across the street. They tossed it to each other. She went to to go retrieve it across the street. And um, they pulled her behind some bushes, knocked her to the ground, started mauling her, you know, touching her, fondling her. Um, and she's pregnant. She's yelling to them, you know, stop, leave me alone. I'm pregnant. And at that day and age, nobody did nothing. Everyone just sort of kept to themselves and, you know, had Alfredo and Primitivo been like everyone else, well, the story would have ended tragically for her and Primitivo might be alive today, but, but he didn't, and that wasn't who he was. He, he and Alfredo immediately ran to her aid, and interestingly enough, Primitivo had been a boxer in, in Chihuahua, and um, he actually... It's so interesting when you think about all of the details of what what happened. He had to stop boxing, and one of the reasons why he changed his careers and decided to move to the States was because he had a, a head injury that didn't allow him. The doctor told him he could not box anymore. So he, his boxing skills did come in handy that uh, night as he fought off the gang of kids and uh, saved his teacher, and unfortunately, one of them had a gun, and she heard, he heard, shoot him, shoot him. Three shots were fired, one pierced primitivo stomach, and um, she ran off to call the police, and Alfredo stayed with him, and, you know, the kids, of course, all ran off, and unfortunately, Tivo died. Uh, 13 days later from complications stemming from his wound. Chilling. I think you might have mentioned, was this that you recall, was this a rite of passage for the gangs or was this an initiation of some sort? Or I heard that it was a gang initiation and that they had to, you know, rape a white woman and they picked a pregnant one, which is, you know, really sad. Sad? Scary, um, I, I can't imagine, you know, to, to be put well, in that situation. She just feared for her, for her baby's life. Well, 50 years ago or today, I mean, you hear the same stories. And it's very, very scary that this goes on on our planet and we don't learn to honor each other. We're the... Were the kids ever caught? What was the end result? Do we know that part of the story uh, after they found out he had, yeah. Yeah, only one of them was 18, and he did do some time, but most of them were, you know, teenagers, so they were not really adults. 
Um, I do know that one of them did do 25 years because I remember hearing in the news at right around the 20, 25 year mark, he got out. Um, you know, but it's, it's interesting to, you know, when I think back and I talk to family members and hear the stories, um, you know, these were kids who had mothers who, I mean, the funeral was attended by so many people. It was packed. Over 500 people uh, wow. attended the, the, they crowded the Sacred Heart Catholic Church on December 1st, over 500 people. But before that, there was crowds of people giving blood because, you know, people had lost a lot of blood. And so you had black, white, and Hispanic all coming together to give blood. And you had black, white, and Hispanic coming together to mourn his loss. Um, And it united the whole city. News covered it in, in, in honoring him. It was picked up by Time magazine. It was a story that went nationwide. Um, and yes, the news covered it, um, and, and they did. They did a really good job, I believe, honoring him. And you know, the the community came together and and raised money and gave blood and mourned his loss. And all of that was. I have a, a lot of newspaper articles. Um, that family members have given me throughout the years, and you could just see the pictures of the the groups of people coming together and uh, they did a really good job honoring him, and they still do i mean there 's still articles coming out in in the Kansas City Star and in other books. Um, his story has been shared over the years. What happened to the teacher? What was the, did she, she's okay and her baby was okay? Her name was at the time Margaret Kinderman, now it's Kelso. And she has stayed in touch with the Garcia family. She had a daughter named Marlo. And Marlo then later grew up and had a son who she named Julian Primitivo. Oh, wow, I have chills. Isn't it? Yeah, great. He's about, I want to say, 15 years old now. And I get to see him um, next week. Or the, Yeah, it's already next week in, in Kansas City. Um, and so the teacher now lives in California. They all, Margaret. Marlo and Julian Primitivo live in uh, in California, and they're doing well. And Margaret is retired, and um, you know she she has done her part in always sharing his legacy and being very grateful. And you know Marlo has also been very outspoken about her gratitude and she feels like Primitivo is her guardian angel. She feels like on more than one occasion she, you know, could have uh, had serious injuries or even died, but she felt like Primitivo saved her and has continued to save her. And, you know, they both have said that whenever they need to renew their faith in humanity, they just think of Primitivo. They were, Margaret, you know, visited the hospital when Diva was in the hospital, and then she was in touch with the family over the years. And um, really has honored his legacy and his memory and has been very grateful and has stayed in touch. Beautiful. We're going to take another break. We'll be back in a moment. 
the sun, wheel of fortune, high priestess, or the hangman. If you're one of the thousands of tarot enthusiasts out there, you know these are just a few of the major arcana in a tarot deck. Also known as cartomancy, reading a tarot, Lenormand, Kipper, and Oracle decks are as popular as they ever were and even becoming more mainstream in today's modern world. We now invite you to delve further into this ancient practice by reading our quarterly printed magazine called The Cardamancer. Filled with interviews, product reviews, in-depth articles, and art, The Cardamancer has something for everyone, from beginner to professional. Our subscription-only magazine can be found at thecardamancer.com. And right now, we're offering ZGR listeners a special sneak peek at one of our digital issues. Just log on to thecardamancer.com slash ZGR, all caps, and enjoy a copy today. Hi everyone, Lainey Savante Walken here, and I wanted to share with you a little bit about a female networking group that I've been involved with for many years now. And if you've been looking to connect with other fellow women owners and executives, both locally in your city or across the country, please consider Fem City. It is an incredible network founded by Violet Day Ayala. They have over 100,000 women with chapters in most major cities nationwide in Canada. Fem City focuses on growing all of our businesses. It's an incredible, vast network for and by members who are experts in health and wellness, spiritual, cultural and lifestyle, financial, corporate fields, media, so much more. Business for your soul is the tagline. It's just incredible. I love it. I know you'll love it. I'm a global lifetime member. I hope you check it out. Visit them today at femcity.com and learn how you can become part of an organization that continues to soar and expand so you can too. Ooh, I have to take a deep breath and really take that in. It's so compassionate, so um, tragic but so inspiring, particularly when you share about the oneness and you share about how it affected people in most positive ways. I was really touched by a lot of the material that you sent me, but the music video of these children, these elementary school children, singing a song about an iconic figure in their their history of that city. I mean, that's your uncle. And I was so touched by them. I was touched by the lyrics that the songwriter put together. And I wonder how that feels for you. I mean, that's got to be a very proud legacy that you carry. And just want to acknowledge you for that. It's just really wonderful. You come from such honoring stock, young lady. (laughs) Thank you. I do think it's very important to talk about the school. You know, we should mention in, in discussing the school, we should mention that he was declared an honorary citizen. Primitivo Garcia Day is December 1st in Kansas City, Missouri. And on April 20th, 1993, the Kansas City School Board um, named a, a new school that was being built. Uh, it was an existing school that was going to move into a new building, and they named it the Primitivo Garcia World Language School. Wow. Primitivo was the first um, Latino that had a, a school building named after him. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about the backstory to, um, to that, and that is, you know, 
yes, when, when Primitivo, you know, passed, uh, the community got together, uh, they raised money to help pay for funeral expenses. Um, you know, like I said, my parents were were given automatic green cards. Steve was received his posthumous American citizenship. The Carnegie Hero Fund, I didn't want to miss saying that the Carnegie Hero Fund Commission awarded him with a Carnegie Medal in recognition of an outstanding act of heroism there is a scholarship that is given in his name, I believe, every year. Um, and in uh, 1968, the Catholic Youth of Diocese of Kansas City, St. Joseph, dedicated their yearbook to him. So there was um, recognition uh, that happened right after his passing, but then, you know, his his story just kind of lay dormant for 25 years and it was my aunts and uncles that uh, went to a local Kansas City uh, reporter named Joe Arce and Joe was really instrumental in uniting with the family and together they went to the school board the Kansas City school board and said you know they petitioned for the school to be named after Primitivo so not only was the school uh, named after him, but there's also a, a park that is also, uh, he's recognized in a local park. That's amazing. And so, and so well-deserved. <clears throat> Do people outside of Kansas know this story? I mean, now you're on a you know, global radio show talking about it, but has there in the past been inquiries from other parts of the world um, to he- hear the story, because this, this hero story could be in any small town USA. This story could be with anybody in any racial relation. I mean, it's the, st- it's the story of injustice and coming out the victor as a result of giving the ultimate sacrifice. The family has done their part in trying to share the story. The city of Amargo Chihuahua in Mexico has a street named after him. It's called the Primitivo Garcia uh, Street. Primitivo Garcia Loya was his full, complete name. Um, So there is a street, and there have been ceremonies recognizing him and honoring him. There's a record. I think I sent you the music, the audio to the ballad of Garcia. It was recorded Mm -hmm. in 1969 by B.J. Carnahan. And um, there's also one in Spanish by Lupe Gonzalez Orchestra, the Corrido of Primitivo Garcia. Um, so then there's the hero story that did get published in the Chicken Soup for the Latino Soul, but there's also been several other publications, so not only the Time magazine that went nationwide. I don't know about worldwide. I mean, we've done our part to share his story, yeah. um, but different reporters have picked it up over the years. I think Joe Arce and the Garcia family to this day do a lot and what's interesting what I really want to mention is that the school district and Kansas City you know mayor and officials have done a lot to recognize Primitivo and they they continue to celebrate it I remember you know 25 years ago going to the school and you know the children singing that song and hearing that 
the video, the the seeing the video and hearing the song and and um, it's just a beautiful commemoration. Um, and for years, the children have always passed on the story of, you know, Primitivo Garcia, the legacy. And then they started studying other heroes, which is so important for children to have someone to look up to and to hear these stories. Absolutely. The bad is everywhere. We need to share the good. So they started reading and studying about other heroes and sharing that at the Primitivo Garcia School. Well, and just taking a moment to reflect back on some of the principles, you know, here we are in Zeta Global Radio, which is always talking about sort of the the, the deeper meaning, the spiritual principles, and it comes up a lot, and it, it's come up recently a lot in when I'm working with people, when I'm not doing the radio show, about forgiveness and I've been a big proponent that that's one of the most crucial ways we can raise our vibration. It's one of the most critical ways we can elevate who we are as beings on the planet by believing in the art of forgiveness. It's not easy, um, but to, and I challenge everybody to do it, to see if there's somebody in your life, to see if there's a situation where you, where one can forgive. And I wonder if that has played a part in your family's life for the people who who were in that gang who never served time or, or if they exist on the planet. I mean, how does that ring for you in terms of that principle? It's never been, I don't remember, Lainey, it ever being a focus of any hate or negativity um, toward those children, I think there were children, I think one or maybe even more of the mothers of those children picked up the phone, called my grandmother, they attended the funeral, you know, I don't remember us harboring any hate or negativity, obviously it was a racial time and racism has always been a part of our lives, whether we like it or not. But for me personally, um, I do remember, you know, reading the articles. And like I said, I do remember at least one of them or a few of them serving sometime. But I guess I've always felt in my heart that we each reap what we sow. So I'm sure for my grandmother and my aunts and uncles, it was very different because they lived it and it was their brother and it was very painful you know, my yeah. grandmother developed Alzheimer's after Devo's death, but I really don't think it was Alzheimer's. I think it was just her grieving, her pain, her suffering. And, you know, you're right, forgiveness is so important, but I think the Garcia family has really just focused on celebrating his legacy. We have a choice. Yes. So the forgiveness is there, and we choose to focus all of our energy on love, on spreading love, on sharing. People with such a loving, kind, gentle person who, you know, stood up for what was right. He he stood up against um, injustice even before this. This wasn't like a new situation to him. If somebody was doing or saying something in his presence that he believed was not appropriate, he was quick to say, hey, you need to stop that or help somebody in need. So as a family, we believe it's, you know, our responsibility to just share his legacy and inspire others to do the right thing. And, 
the forgiveness, well, yeah, that's part of it. It's, you know, it's come. It's 50 years, though. Sure. Uh, Well, I'm going to take a little break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about big celebration in honor of the 50-year commemorative that's happening next week. Want to hear all about it, how you can be involved. So sit back. We're almost there. Be back in a moment. Spiritual Communities Network, where we honor the uniqueness in our oneness. Visit our website to meet our vast spiritual community of healers, therapists, conscious events, and activities. Visit and check out our directory, upcoming retreats, workshops, products, free videos, and much more. Many services are available globally by phone, Skype, and other sources of media. You'll also find more information on how you can be a member to promote the work you're doing in the world. Visit us now at spiritualcommunitiesnetwork.com. Have you always wanted to learn how to meditate but don't know what to do with all the thinking? Do you wish you knew how to transcend the negative voices of your perfectionism, procrastination, anxiety, and critical self-talk? Do you have a creative project in mind but don't know where or how to start or are lacking inspiration? Spiritual and creativity coach Hallie Bourne, with over 25 years of experience, can support you in finding more productive ways to care for your sensitive soul and your need to create. Unveil the ways your ego is sabotaging you and reorient towards your strengths to disempower your weaknesses. Turn your creativity into a spiritual path that infuses your life with meaning and fulfillment. Visit Hallie's website at HallieBorn.com or call for a consultation at 505-249-4981 and get started with your inspired life today. We're following the light every day at Escape to Paradise and Trice Massage Therapy, a holistic wellness spa for men and women. We're thrilled this year to be part of Spiritual Communities Network's Light Tour, taking place November 10th, 11th, and 12th. We'll have special demos, tours of our spa, and a daily giveaway. Come visit our collective for a chance to win a 60-minute therapeutic massage, 90-minute facial specialty, or a 60-minute Reiki session. To learn more, visit us today at sparadise.skincaretherapy.net. Welcome back to Zeta Global Radio. Thank you, be, thank you for being here today and for joining myself and Monica Garcia-Sines, who's here sharing her beautiful story of her legendary uncle. But also, let's talk about Alfredo, because so many times people are immortalized when they pass, for their good works. But let's talk about honoring Alfredo, who was there in that moment, who stayed with his, it was his brother, correct? Yes. It, uh, Alfredo was 21, and I believe Primitivo was 24. 24. So it's his little brother, yeah. So let's share with that before we go into the celebration. And I, I do want to know, and I guess, you know, I had him on my mind on the last segment that you just tuned into because I was thinking about forgiveness and my mind went straight to Alfredo when I was bringing that concept up. So let's circle back and see how things are for him and what you'd like to share about Alfredo. I think if someone has had to have that burden of forgiveness, it has to be him. You know, um, he has not, thank you for bringing him up. He has not been recognized or honored, I think, enough because He was there that night. He's just as much of a hero as Primitivo. He just happened to not die. 
and I've sat with him and I've interviewed him and I've talked to him and I've held his hand and, you know, he does cry and sometimes say, you know, why did he die and I live? Why did I get to live? So he's had that burden of I just want to honor my brother with my life. He's lived a wonderful life. He's, you know, now he's retired. He's raised, you know, four beautiful children, put them all through college, um, just done a wonderful job. He's a wonderful husband, a wonderful father, a wonderful grandfather, a hardworking person, beautiful heart. And, you know, he's just done his best to honor Thievo's legacy and live the life that Thievo was never able to live. So, you know, thank you for, you know, bringing him up. And I think he's one of the main ones that has had to face forgiveness and forgive those those kids for what they did and taking his brother. Yeah, I just have chills. So I'm sending a virtual hug to him, and um, I really feel compassionate around that. Uh, I've been around a lot of people who have been left behind, if you will, due to suicide or other other reasons, war. Um, you know, people in the military, there's, there's that guilt that comes into play so often of why them, not me. And we just don't know the ways of, the Lord and this is about um, us just doing what we're here to do and putting one foot in front of the other so I'm glad we got to kind of close with that and now segue into an honorary celebration of what's happening next weekend. So PrimitivoGarcia.org is the website that I um, built and, and designed and developed through MGS Designs um, and you can, anyone can visit there and see all of the details, but on Saturday, November 25th, 2017, at 11 o'clock in the morning, there's a community celebration at the Primitivo Garcia Elementary School, 1000 West 17th Street, Kansas City, Missouri, 64108, um, and we are going to just honor and um, celebrate his memory and his legacy and there's going to be um, some music and some dancing and the family members are going to be there and I believe some very important officials are going to be there and there are going to be um, some awards given, some, some more commemoration to him. And I don't have all the details. The press release has not gone out. But I do know that, you know, the school board is really doing a lot. The school district and the school board is really doing a lot to celebrate and honor and, and just commemorate him. And the school, the principal, the, the teachers, the staff, everyone is doing just such an amazing job. Maddie Rhodes is a community center, and they have done a wonderful job in their Day of the Dead celebration. They've included him. They did a, a whole Heroes um, uh, event last summer, and they they you know remembered and honored Thievel, and there's even a family member who uh, created an altar for the Day of the Dead, and I believe it's going to be showcased there at the school. Um, so it's just going to be a beautiful celebration, a coming together in love and in harmony 
and to just honor and remember his legacy and just celebrate and hug. That's exciting. Please repeat the website again so people can go ahead and check that out. It's primitivogarcia.org. Okay, great. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Is there anything else you want to add to this, just to wrap up and close this beautiful hour of sharing this amazing hero, your uncle? Um, there is a uh, evite where people can go and register and, and let us know that you are attending. And there is a GoFundMe if people would like to go and to donate. A lot of the family members have donated. Uh, a lot of the friends have uh, uh, donated. And uh, the money is going to be used in the celebration and also in uh i believe in paying for the expenses for we're we're flying in margaret marlowe and julian primitivo to the event she's going to be speaking there's actually going to be two functions one is a private one at the school with the kids before the thanksgiving break and then the 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 big one that's open to the public is on saturday but uh the garcia family also plans on you know starting and funding a scholarship um, that we can give to kids that want to um, better themselves. And we just want to keep his legacy going. And he was very much about education. So um, I do invite people to visit the website, subscribe to the blog, like the Facebook fan page. We'll be sharing pictures. There is uh, newspaper clippings. There's a video of uh, Alfredo being interviewed, and he's talking, you know, about his brother. And there's the uh, the video that you and I uh, were just talking about with the kids at the Primitivo Garcia School singing. Well. I have to say, coming from the world of film, that this is such a wonderful film material to uh, talk about bringing forward a legacy and keeping it alive, whether it's a documentary or feature film. I'm sure all the filmmakers who listen, in fact, next week is our filmmaker show that we do once a month, or we try to do every month or every other month, really feature filmmakers and mostly documentary filmmakers who are moving the world forward in a positive way. And while this concept, this true story, this honoring would be right aligned with theirs. So I'll just put that into the universe. And however that's to unfold, we'll uh, hopefully maybe one day come to fruition. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. We appreciate you sharing your time, your story, your family. And hopefully we've impacted somebody out there to think about it when they have a choice to make, when they have the choice of right or wrong, brave or, I'm not going to say coward, brave or not as brave. And what is it within you? Where, where, do you, where do your choices lie in how you would do the right thing? And I'm glad you brought all that up, and I'm glad we got to spend this time together, Monica. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to share the legacy of this true hero and to share a bit of a piece of my family. Excellent. 
Okay, everybody, that wraps it up for another week here. Thank you again for listening. If you've missed any part of our, any segment, any part of the show, please go back within about 72 hours. We usually post it straight on our Zeta Global Radio Facebook page. Uh, there'll be links, I'm sure, at your website. is M- Give them your website because I'm sure you'll have something with a link to this show. Let's go ahead and give that to them again. My website is M-G-S-D-E-S-I-G-N-Z. Beautiful. Okay, we'll see you out there on social media. Please share this far and wide. Happy celebration next week. As I mentioned before, here on Zeta Global Radio, we have two very, very compelling women who are going to be sharing the documentaries they're bringing forward on on more Two more iconic men who've made major, major headlines. I think we've got a trend going here. All right, everyone. Many blessings. Take care.